There is one story that every person is a part of, and it goes like this. God created us out of love to be in relationship with him. But our trust in God was broken by sin, and we became separated from him. So God sent Jesus Christ into the world to redeem us and restore us to new life. We all belong within the big, universal story of God's redeeming love. But at the same time, we each have our own individual experiences with God. Our encounters with his grace, mercy, hope, healing. These moments are as unique and unrepeatable as we are. And they are stories that are meant to be shared. You're listening to The Story, a podcast by St. Andrew the Apostle Catholic Church. In each episode, a different member of our community tells the story of a personal experience in their journey to know and follow the Lord. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Story. It is a new year, and we are really excited to be bringing you new episodes of this podcast in 2022. You're listening to episode 13, which features parishioner Steve Cortese. Steve is involved with the Knights of Columbus and a variety of other activities at the parish. And I invited him to tell me about how his faith journey has progressed throughout his life. And specifically, I wanted him to be able to share with all of you about some of his experiences on pilgrimage. This is a unique episode because when I invited Steve to come in and record for the podcast, he and his wife Mary were getting ready to go on another pilgrimage to Medjugorje. So I was able to sit down with him a second time after their trip and catch up with what that had been like. So at the end of this episode, you'll hear us talk about his experiences at his most recent pilgrimage. So if there's anybody that hasn't met you, could you introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, Steve Cortez, mm-hmm. been a parishioner of St. Andrew for about six years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I came over from Holy Trinity whenever they merged with St. John's. Mm-hmm. And uh, we took a long time to go to different parishes to see if uh, if it was a good fit. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had known uh, Father Francis mm-hmm. because he was at Holy Trinity. And when we came here, uh, we just felt that it was a really vibrant, mm-hmm. alive uh, parish, and it was. Uh, and with Father Francis here, we just yeah. said, "Okay." Felt familiar, probably. Mm-hmm. So you've made your home here at Saint Andrew yes. the last several years, um, and you and your wife Mary that you mentioned, you guys are involved in lots of things. And what are some of the things that you do here at the parish? You know, recently. Well, most recently, uh, Mary is involved in the uh, teaching the second graders, mm-hmm. uh, preparing them for mm-hmm. reconciliation and for Holy Communion, and I am her helper. Yeah. So, uh, so I've been there a couple of times. It's only to fill in whenever the others cannot make yeah. it, and it's been uh, it's real interesting. It's uh, they're a treasure, the kids, aren't they? You know, and uh, you can see where it's it's so important. Yeah. So that's that's the most recent uh, involvement. Yeah. So when we invite people on here, I usually just ask them if you could summarize what it is that you're going to share. Uh, how would you summarize it? Uh, I would say that I don't have a specific significant event that has mm-hmm. happened to me in regards to my faith. Uh, it's been a journey. 
I was raised in a, a Catholic family, okay. uh, five siblings, and uh, we would go to church on a regular basis, went to a Catholic grade school, and uh, was an altar server, continued to go to Mass mm-hmm. on Sundays, mm-hmm. and really didn't do much with my faith. Uh, so then I went off to school, mm-hmm. out, out to college, okay. and uh, ran into somebody that I think he he wasn't Catholic, he was Christian, but he wondered if I had given my life to God. And I still remember that, mm-hmm. still remember that moment. I think I was a sophomore in college. And uh, I would say that there was a big gap there mm-hmm. from, from that point, even though I still continue to go to Mass. I, that was one thing. But that was really about all that I did. I, mm-hmm. I don't remember reading much scripture, maybe some mm-hmm. prayers here and there. And then I went off, got married, and we went to, I think the the most significant parish was Holy Trinity. So that puts me at about the age of uh, 40 or so. Mm-hmm. That's when Mary and I got married. Mm-hmm. So did get involved. We had, uh, of course, I some of you do know Father Tom Helfrick. Mm. So he was there and Father Bill Lampfear and uh, and then Father Francis. And mm-hmm. so both Mary and I got involved a bit with mm-hmm. the church. I was a uh, part of the parish council and then I was a, a lector and Mary was a uh, extraordinary minister mm-hmm. the Eucharist. And then we came here to St. Andrews and become more involved. Yeah. And uh, I think I think that's really where things started to change significantly for me. We went on a few trips that were very significant for me. So mm-hmm. we went on the trip with Father Francis mm-hmm. to Israel, uh, to the Holy Land. Yeah. And that was that was really significant. Uh, we went to the trip downtown to the Solanus Casey, mm. and then we started to go to Medjugorje. Yeah, so Mary has mentioned that you have been, and I, I want to hear more about it. Yes, and uh, so that's, we went there a couple years ago, and now we're going there this next week. And uh, so it's been, it's been a journey where mm-hmm. it's, I think my faith has developed over the years, and, mm-hmm. and these these different events or different trips that we've taken. Mm-hmm. When you talked, you said you went on the two pilgrimages and that those were really significant for you. When you went to the Holy Land, do you have any like favorite places that you visited or, or activities that you got to do while you were there? So that's, that's really good, uh, Marissa, because uh, you, that's exactly what I wanted to say next. Oh, perfect. <laughs> And uh, one of the places is that uh, it was one of the synagogues mm. that Jesus taught at in Capernaum. So that sticks mm-hmm. in, in, and they have it as far back as to Jesus's day. Okay. You know, so it goes back 2,000 years mm. that you can see a, a piece of it. So, which is just amazing. And then the other thing close by, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. uh, where they lower the crippled uh, from the roof, we saw that that area. They have a church there, 
in that area. So it made me think of, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, okay, that's that's where it kind of happened, I guess. And the fact that you could, like, stand in that same spot. Right. Wow, that's really, that's amazing. There are so many different places. And being with Father Francis made it special, especially now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's hard to pick, I mean, where they believe the birth of mm-hmm. Christ and the tomb mm-hmm. of Christ. So it's, uh, yeah, it was. It's almost it like those are good. like mythical locations to us. You know, like they, they, right. they're, they're just so special and we hear about them. And the idea that it's a real place that still exists. Yeah. I, I've, I've never been, but that perspective, I feel like it has to make, Everything has to look different in your eyes when you once you've been there. And yeah, and and with regard to what we did there in the Holy Land, I, I think the most important thing is that these significant locations we had mass oh. with Father Francis. So I mean, the Sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. we went to Gethsemane, mm-hmm. and and uh, the olive trees that were mm-hmm. there, and that you have the agony in the garden. And it's the same, I've heard it's the same trees, like they, that, those trees are that old? That's correct, yeah. That's just amazing. Yeah. That's so cool, yeah. And then tell me a little about Medjugorje. I think it's a little bit of a lesser known oh, yes. location. And uh, You know, and Medjugorje is probably a lot like my faith is that I continue to grow, hmm. thank, thankfully. There's so much I don't know. I know a little bit, and I keep trying to yeah. improve that, and, and I hope to learn some more mm-hmm. when we go this time. But the Blessed Mother appeared to, I believe, six uh, children okay. back in 1981, and, uh, and those, I believe, all visionaries are still alive, mm-hmm. and they're probably about 45, 50 now, something like that, because they just celebrated their 40th year. Okay. And uh, these are apparitions that the Blessed Mother called out to these children up on this mountain. And uh, it's at first it was two of them, and then there were a total of six that went up the mountain to her. They call it Apparition Hill. Okay. I believe Blessed Mother appeared in two locations mm-hmm. to the children. Okay. There's two locations. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's Cross Mountain. Okay. and uh, it's just a prayerful location. It, there's so many things. It's she instructed the citizens of Medjugorje to build this church, and the church was, I mean, they only to exaggerate just a, a guesstimate. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there were 500 people there in the in the village mm-hmm. at the time. And the church, she wanted them to build a church for like 2,000 people. Mm-hmm. It's like. Why are we doing this? Right. Well, now we know why. And they built it. <laughs> and they oh, built wow. it. Yeah. And I forget what country this is in. Is it in Bosnia? Bosnia. So yeah. was this would have been during the Cold War? It's right around they were that in time. That is USSR correct. USSR during yes, the time. That so is correct. I would imagine that religion was probably not encouraged. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and I, I love how, you know, Mary comes to children. Um, and and to people um, that are just so humble and and little and gives them these grand instructions and grand um, visions of things. And uh, it just sounds like 
people's devotion to going and, and taking a pilgrimage here that it's just growing more and more like over every year more people know about it um a lot of people a lot of catholics feel that since the pope since the catholic church if you will have not has not designated that mm-hmm. as a specific site right it keeps them away unfortunately okay. but but what we've learned mm-hmm. is that these apparitions so she still gives messages on a monthly basis. Oh, really? She still gives them to one of the visionaries. Wow. And, and there's a message, and it's documented, and it's, okay. and it's put out there. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that a site is not identified as being a mm-hmm. official spot, right. when the apparitions are still going on, right. they have to wait until they stop. Yeah, that's and what unfortunately, I was gonna say. And I, it, you're right; that is part of it. And there's a whole process, I, like um, canonization for a saint. There has to be verification of a lot of things, and as new things keep coming, so that causes some people to that maybe why not as many people know about it. Um, but you know, certainly, just because something's not officially recognized, it doesn't mean that it's not happening and and not real. I think the pe- people who have a, you know a, a devotion to our Blessed Mother and who have been to Medjugorje, they really um, exude a lot of excitement about it. Um, you had mentioned, you were saying your faith and your journey has just slowly grown more and more over time. And um, I was wondering if you can identify what what led to some of those activities that you got more involved in. Well, one thing that I did, did not mention earlier was that... Uh, I, I would say a lot has to do with the priests mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, back to Holy Trinity with Father Tom mm-hmm. and Father Bill, and then coming here with Father Francis and Father John. I mean, they're very, we're, we are so blessed. We really are, yeah. They've been so instrumental. I mean, to listen to Father John mm-hmm. and not to leave out the deacons. The deacons, we're so blessed with mm-hmm. the, with our yeah, deacons yeah, yeah. here. Yep. And uh, we had a really favorite one at, at Holy Trinity that we still stay in contact with. Uh, so that's 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 a big thing. And then also the Bible classes. Mm-hmm. Cece, she's just so knowledgeable, mm-hmm. and and I really appreciate what she knows. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's been helpful. Mm-hmm. And so it's just led me. Uh, and I wanted to mention something of you know. Understanding the mass a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I, I remember Dominic was doing something. I don't remember mm-hmm. what it was, but we had uh, to talk about the mass. Yeah, yeah. And it's just amazing. Everybody thinks that oh yeah, these Catholics they they just put this in there, that in there. Everything is based on scripture. Everything has a purpose. Yeah. You're right, and everything is um, everything is rooted in in scripture. And also in the foundation upon which Christianity was was built was that this started with a group of Jews who had that faith. And so there is so much that is woven in that I'm I still learn and I'm just amazed by what I'm what we do in mass, God's people have been doing for thousands and thousands of years. And we don't always think of that. So, yeah, I, I agree. Learning about the Mass is really important because it's 
because we do the same thing at mass every time, it's easy to let it kind of in one ear out the other, or we don't understand the meaning behind things. One of the things that Blessed Mother always says is pray, pray, pray. Mm -hmm. And Father John talked today about persistence, Mm -hmm. persistence in prayer. Mm -hmm. And then also uh, uh, in the Mass, that's what, you know, going to Mass on a, Mm -hmm. you know, thank God I'm able to go to Mass as as easy and as almost daily to try to. Right, right. And that's not that's not how it is for a lot of people in the world. That's yeah. true. That is. You know, you mentioned taking the scripture studies with Cece and how, you know, you said when you were younger, you didn't really read the Bible a lot. What has reading scripture more and learning scripture more done for your faith? Uh, a, a prelude to that is uh, I'm blessed with faithful uh, siblings mm. who study scripture. Uh, uh, two of them really study scripture and always focus on scripture. Mm-hmm. So that's that's helped me. Uh, just in understanding, uh, just, I mean, showing me the love of Christ in many, many ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, it's really, and I think how real it is. Mm-hmm. You know, how, and I'm a very logical person. Okay probably drives Mary crazy sometimes and <laughs> rational, but uh, it all makes sense, you know, as to what goes on now. One of the things that uh, I think about is that I thank God for giving me mm-hmm. this time to work on my faith and to increase my faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know if I would say wasted so many years mm-hmm of my life. I mean, that I wasn't involved. Right. And, uh, you know, I, of course, like there's always something else to do. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until I got older, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's, it's there for grade school, high school, college. Yeah. You know, our faith is alive and there's many, many things to, Mm -hmm. to, to help you increase it. Yeah. I think that it's, it's cool. You know, you were talking about helping Mary with the teaching of the second grade, the the first communion, first reconciliation, first communion prep. And, and that's such a blessing, you know, to them that they have somebody and, and, and both of you, um, that people who appreciate now what they didn't have as much of that they have more of now, um, and now can come back and, and help, help those kids. Maybe like you said, sooner, learn it sooner or understand it sooner and what they need more than than a textbook is just somebody telling them about it that it's real and that it matters and that god is really there you know like if if we can impart that on them young um i think that's important yeah i think when growing up too is that you know i always had there was always a stigma for me mm-hmm. for people that were religious mm-hmm. and it's like you know i don't want to be like them or mm-hmm. uh that's for somebody else but yeah. it's really not it's not like that we mm-hmm. we shouldn't look at it that way now this is an older person telling mm-hmm. others that it's not like that but it really isn't it's it's you know when you stop and think about why we're here mm-hmm. and life is so short yeah. you know and we you know we need that relationship with god 
Yeah, we do. And no matter what age we are. Amen. That's so, true. Yeah. Oh, one thing that I yeah. did want to say. Okay. So just reviewing some of my notes is that, you know, I really don't, when, when I was asked to do this, I think Dominic asked to do the podcast and uh, wasn't sure why, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> I hope that it helps people. Yeah. I hope that it's refreshing. I hope it, it does something for others because yeah. I, I, I don't, I think back and I think, you know, why, why am I here? Mm-hmm. you know is it going to be of some value mm-hmm. so and it's the holy spirit like you mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. you know that kind of pushed me yeah well thank you for just being willing to share you know when you said to me i'm not sure if i have anything that is like a significant enough memory or something um to share like i don't know if i have what you're looking for and the first thing i thought was that's exactly what we're looking for because we all have different experiences and some of them are just, I think it was Mike Cassidy in an earlier episode, he talked that his faith journey has been like a slow burn, just growing more and more over time. And it doesn't make it less significant in his life. I mean, it's clear talking to you that your faith is so important to you and your relationship with God is so important to you. So thank you for being willing to share, because I do think that is similar to a lot of people out there. And it doesn't make your faith less significant. It's just a different story, you know. And I, I'm just really glad that we, we were able to take the time to do this. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to, mm-hmm. to explore my faith over yeah. the years. I never really, it's, uh, you can see my book here, yeah. that I've been writing down things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what really? Where did I, where did I start? And where, yeah. where am I now? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have done that. So that's yeah. been a blessing just to see, oh, wait a minute. Isn't it really interesting looking yeah. back? Could I say one more thing? Sure. Uh, that's what I'm known for is just one more one more <laughs> question or one more comment. Could I? But uh, I just wanted to say that, you know, throughout my life, I think I've, I've made mistakes and I failed and, uh, and God sees it. I see it. And what's important is that I keep going mm-hmm. and it's continue to realize that I will make mistakes even going forward. And God, the Holy Spirit is, is with me and, and uh, he'll put me on the right track. Yeah. You know, yeah. keep praying. So, well, Steve, welcome back through the magic of podcasting. It's been about, you know, 10 seconds since we last talked, but really it's been about a month, right? And you have since gone on your pilgrimage to Medjugorje and come back. So I thought I would have you tell us a little bit about that. So how was the trip? Uh, Such a great opportunity to come back and to share what we uh, experienced. It was wonderful. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's such a time that we all need to be praying for so many things. Right. Uh, and it just, there, there's so many opportunities when you go there to mm-hmm. Medjugorje. Uh, I think I had mentioned before is that you have daily mass and you can uh, go to confession on a daily basis if mm. you wish. And they have adoration. 
uh, and they have the rosary. And uh, we were blessed in, in this trip that we had five priests. Oh, good. And we had uh, two sisters, uh, Bridgetine sisters. We had about 37 people okay. that joined us this time. So it was, it was wonderful. It was such a time of prayer, like I said. Yeah. And this time was a little bit different. You know, I really wanted to go this time because, of, like I said, that I wanted to pray for so many people. Mm. So uh, what made this time different than the others that, is that we were blessed with two different circumstances. So we were able to listen to one of the visionaries. Okay. So the youngest visionary, Yako, uh, mm-hmm. talked to many of the English-speaking people. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was 10 years old when the, uh, the apparition occurred okay. for them. And he, it's been 40 years, so, mm-hmm. you can, so he's 50 this, mm-hmm. j- this year. And, uh, you know, he had a good message that, uh, that he shared with everybody. He didn't want people to come and, and just stay at a hotel and relax and, and, and buy rosaries and and Mm -hmm. everything else all of the religious artifacts or articles i Mm -hmm. should say you know the messages he talked about our blessed lady and the because he gets annual messages Mm. now from our lady okay and uh the messages are pretty much the same and it and it, it talks blessed mother talks about god's love for us and it's been 40 years and we have been blessed. It's been God's graces that have been poured out to us by having our Blessed Lady be there mm-hmm. for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she always points to, to Jesus. Yeah. And that's, that's the important thing. It's, it's the, the visionaries, and Yako mentioned it a number of times, it's, you know, people want to touch him and people want to talk mm-hmm. to him, and it's, it's not them. They're just relaying the messages that yeah. they receive. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that message is so important of God's love, right? Like you said, it's, it's a consistent message over and over because we need to hear it. We need to hear over and over and over. Exactly. Yeah. And all of the messages that she's with all of the messages that she says, uh, she thanks us for responding to her messages. And mm. so she's thanking us. I never thought of that, that of her, you know, thanking and, and just being so pleased that, that people are, are responding and sharing it with other people. Uh, the, other, the other circumstance that we were blessed with was that we were able to be present at an apparition. And uh, it's the visionary Maria, and she gets daily apparitions. Mm. And then she is also the one that gets an uh a message every month. Okay. And that's what's publicized and you mm-hmm. can find that and you can read that. Uh the daily messages are more or less a, a very private one. Mm-hmm. I don't know who gets those, but I haven't right. seen anything about that. Okay. There's three visionaries that get them on a daily basis. Okay. okay. Uh, and these are messages from the Blessed Mother. Yes. And so what we were able to do is to go to her she has like a, a home or mm-hmm. a hotel, and in the bottom of that structure, 
there's a chapel. Mm -hmm. And we were all in the room and she came in and we were praying the rosary and we sat behind her. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have a beautiful statue to uh, Blessed Mother, but Mm -hmm. of course they had the crucifix on, on the wall the main focus but uh so we were able to sit behind her and we were all saying the rosary and and then everything got quiet Mm -hmm. and uh for about nine ten minutes uh the apparition was happening Mm -hmm. and uh some people could see her lips moving talking to our blessed lady Mm -hmm. uh our priests i was told which is kind of neat uh they didn't want to stare. They were right, up in the front, right. and they could see Maria's mm-hmm, face, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to stare, and they, they, they could tell that something was going on right. at that point. And yeah. uh, so it was, it was just amazing is just to be there and to witness something like that. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, what an uh, amazing thing that God wants to speak to people just order in an everyday in an ordinary way that's not ordinary it's really profound but that you can just come and 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 that there's just a person that will sit and pray and you can pray with them and that he does want you know to speak to speak through through different people um and that's just really an amazing an amazing thing i'm i'm sure it was something you'll never forget right uh that sounds just really really beautiful um so what now that you've come back um what what is do you think like is one of the biggest things that um you've taken away from from this pilgrimage like has it have you been doing anything differently since you got back uh one thing that that i've been trying to concentrate on is to trust in god Mm. and not to get so wrapped up into the day to day activities Mm. and uh, a lot of, and I'm still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> and you can you talk and to me Mary. Too. <laughs> uh, marry but, your wife. Mar- that's correct. Yes. But maybe also oh, marry yeah. the Blessed Mother can yeah. probably tell us too. That's a good point. <laughs> she sees the all struggle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, just to just to relax and to trust in God that we're in His hands mm-hmm. and uh, He's directing everything and uh, whatever happens. Yeah. Is his plan when for I hear, us? When I hear you talking about you know uh, visiting with the visionary and and praying with her, it's like makes me think like God's not far from us, you know, like You're he exactly. he's not far from us at all, and he doesn't want to be far from us. And if we trust in him, he he is there for us. And um, yeah, and I really think I, that that theme of trust that's really kind of comes through when you think about the fact that he just continues to show up, um, and the blessed mother continues to show up. Right. It's, uh, it is truly a time of grace that Mm -hmm. God has allowed our blessed lady to appear, uh, to have these apparitions for us. And what a time in the world when we really, we we need it, you know? There are always dark times in the world and in the church history, like, but God never abandons the church and, um, God always sends us reason to hope. And, Mm -hmm. um, there's so many things going on in the world that, I'm sure he's wanting us to understand. She's wanting us to know his love and to turn to him and trust in him in these times. Yes. Uh, and, and that brings me to uh, 
the five stones that uh, Blessed Mother talks about all the time, and it's it's praying with the with the heart, the rosary. So not just praying the rosary, but with your heart, mm. and then also to Holy Eucharist, and then the Holy Bible, and then fasting, and then also to monthly confession. Mm. So those are the five stones. Uh, and it's our it's our weapon against uh, all evil. Mm-hmm. And that the significance of the five stones is David collected five stones That's when he was correct. fighting when he before he fought Goliath, right? Okay. That's correct. So yeah. people have talked about even the rosary having five decades. It evokes the concept of like a spiritual weapon for the spiritual battle that we fight. Um, but the five stones, like you're holding, people can't see, but you're holding. A little like package that has five little tiny stones, and those are from there in Medjugorje. Um, and then there's one for what were the five things again? Rosary, Eucharist, confession, fasting, and Holy Bible. Holy Bible scripture. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Those. I mean, good. really, that's such a good, good job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's such a good. I mean, really, those five things really are important. Those are our weapons and our our and the spiritual battle. So I think that's really beautiful that that's something that sounds like that's really promoted and shared with all the pilgrims that come there. Okay. Right. And I know a lot of people uh, feel that they really do not care to go to Medjugorje because it's not approved uh, by the Vatican. And Mm -hmm. uh, I think I may have mentioned this before. Mm -hmm is that the reason why it's not approved yet mm-hmm. is because the the visions, the apparitions are still occurring. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like just from hearing from you that that's been a, such a source of grace um, for you. Right. Um, so. And like I always tell people, too, is that it's such, that's all we do. Mm-hmm. It's all we do is pray. And that's mm-hmm. one of the messages from our Blessed Lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pray, pray, pray. Throughout, we, we have a calendar. Uh, of of messages mm. because she's been giving them since mm. 1981, and uh, so each day we read a message, right. and so often it says pray, pray, pray. <laughs> so, and that's what you do in Medjugorje. Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. It's I, I really, you know, sometimes I think you talked about that they really emphasize, uh, or the, at least the one visionary you're talking to really emphasizes, they want people to come and to pray and to spend that time with the Lord and not, it's not a tourist exactly. kind of thing. And, and not that pilgrimages are, but sometimes when you go to pilgrimages, um, you know, I've heard people talk about even going to the Holy Land. Sometimes it's so quick that it's hard to enter in spiritually um, because you're just, there's so many things to see. Um, and I just get that there's a sense of, of peace of, from the trip to Medjugorje that it's a little bit more of a retreat. Um, I don't know if that's if you yes, agree with that, but absolutely, um, absolutely. And, and what a blessing that we yeah. have a variety of places around the world that we can go to Amen. and have different experiences, yes. right? Maybe someday we'll be on pilgrimage together from St. Yeah, Andrew. That would be great. Um, we'll have to talk to Father John. Well, thanks, Steve. Okay, thank thanks. You. For, all right, all right. Thanks for listening to this episode of the story. If you're enjoying this podcast, and we hope that you are, since you're listening right now. Could you do us a favor and recommend it to one other person, a family member, a friend, a fellow parishioner, 
We really appreciate your listenership, and we hope that it's something that you have enjoyed enough to want to invite others to listen to as well. If you have a story from your personal faith journey that you'd like to share with others through this podcast or by other means, you can let us know by filling out the form at standrewsaline.org slash witness.